I'm nervous. Way off topic. I mean, uh, uh, Twilight Zone. Way off topic, Twilight Zone review. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Lynx. I don't know uh, what we're doing. We just start recording. <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was a little taste for you guys. The rumors have finally ended. No. No. 12 years in the making. No. That song is one of many to I, come. Maybe. Here. It's been 13 years. I'm so dubious. New Tool record. Maybe. That's their first new song. Maybe. They played live during a show just two weeks ago. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and sound, but of mind. That's a signpost up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. <laughs> Every time I forget. Ordering in Wonderlands, the Twilight Zone review. The spaceship E-89, cruising above the 13th planet of star system 51, the year 1997. In a little while, supposedly, the ship will be landed and specimens taken, vegetable, mineral, and if any animal. These will be brought back to overpopulated Earth, where technicians will evaluate them and, if everything is satisfactory, stamp their findings with the word inhabitable and open up yet another planet for colonization. These are the things that are supposed to happen. Picture of the crew of the spaceship E-89. Captain Ross, Lieutenant Mason, Lieutenant Carter. Three men who have just reached a place which is as far from home as they will ever be. Three men who in a matter of minutes will be plunged into the darkest nightmare reaches of the Twilight Zone. Welcome to LAW, the Twilight Zone Review slash Way Off Topic Radio. We're doing a weird mix-up here for no reason. I am Phoenix. Do you even know what a Wawa is? West. <laughs> I am Frank. I know what a Wawa is. I'm drinking Wawa coffee right now. Links. Nice. Nice. We were playing some music for a while and just started, started, started going. Bloodhound Gang and then Tool. And I didn't want to hear, I don't want to hear that song until it's on an album because I'm just like, no, they're not going to do it. I'm like. <laughs> you told me this. That's why I got you. Yeah. I, I just feel like. Are you excited? Doesn't that sound amazing? It does. It, it's a little uh, boring from what I heard. Yeah. It's 11 minutes long. It's a 12-minute yeah. song. I mean, that's that was just the first two and a half minutes, dude. I mean, it's a, it, that's why I can't, I can't wait for this album to come out because, I mean, they're all, they all, like I said, for 13 years, they better be all 12-minute long songs. 
<laughs> uh, pre- Let me say it real quick. This is a way off topic. Oh, Twilight Zone review for the first time ever. We're not going to talk about Twilight Zone for a little while here. So let's go ahead and talk about something else. So disclosure, and now you're good. Okay. So yes, I, I'm excited for the new album. I have become like a an alcoholic father where he's like, I'm going to get my shit together and we're going to go to the ballpark together. And I'm like, great, great. In the first few years, I'm like, yeah, here we go. Get my glove ready on opening day. I'm like, we're going to go. And they're like, oh, we'll go next year. And I'm like, okay, next year. And the next year, I'm like ready with my glove. And then like three or four years later, I'm like, he's fucking done. He's drunk. I'm not going to fucking bother. So I'm like, fuck you. I'm not going to worry. When it comes out, it comes out. Yeah, but it's done. I told you this. So it's done. I've been following it, dude. And yes, they said it was done in 2013. Yes, though they Justin didn't. Chancellor said this al- this album is done. We're done. And then suddenly that never happened. And now they're releasing a whole new album. That's because they redid the entire drum mix to the entire album. Does it take six years to do a drum mix? For them, yes. Which is my fucking problem. Which well, is my fucking problem, Frank. Do the, they do the drum mix to every song the very last thing they do. They, can, they play the music. They figure out the lyrics with no drums. I swear to you. I, I listen to how they you know, record, how they progress their songs. Their songs, they make them, and they go through them a hundred different times, change whatever they want, Maynard is a nutcase. Yeah, and, which and is exactly why I don't trust him. Well, what I'm saying is Maynard's done. The guitarists are done. The bass <laughs> is done. The drums were done by thir- 2013, but then Maynard came back and said he wanted the drums changed to because he said there was too much of it. So, I mean, did you hear? Like the drums were barely. Very minimal. It's, it's like acoustic drums. Exactly. It's like it, he it, has it, those little pads on him where he's like, yeah. That's what just, I mean, like it, it's it's almost it's like the, the guitar. No, no, the way the guitar, like, did you hear that? How the guitar is like, you know, it reminded me of the drums at the beginning of Ticks and Leeches. But it's like he's doing it with like acoustic, those little pad, the little things they have, you know? Yeah, they're called, yeah, the little pads on the ends of them. That's what it reminded me of. Like, boom, it's good. Boom, 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 it's really boom. good. That yeah, sounds I, like a filler song, though. No, it's not a filler. It's twelve minutes long. <clears> I'm sure it picks up. I'm sure it does. I don't want to hear it. Honestly, I want to hear it when I'm Maynard's, on the album. Dude, Maynard, Maynard sounds amazing in it. I saw Two Alive in like 2012, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there, and okay. I was bored. That's because Maynard doesn't face the audience when he when he plays. He was not on stage almost. He was he might as well have been backstage. He never is. He's never played a single show where he's staring at the at the uh, um, at the fans ever. Here's the thing: don't do a live show then. Well, no, he he wants he, the money, but he wants none of the stage. No, listen to me. He said the reason he does it is he can't get in the zone he needs to be to sing what he's singing because everything means so much to him and everything means like everything's so deep and he has to get into some zone in his head and sing it correctly otherwise he's not going to do it and in order to do that then he can't do it. looking at you fuck fuckers oh, yeah this isn't clean anymore the you fuckers so yeah. he, he, he's very he's very introverted 
He's got stage fright, believe it or not, and that's why he doesn't stare at the fans. So that's why he's always off to the side or he's staring in the back or he's off the off the side because a the music he wants everybody to focus on the guitarist and the I drums. get it. You can excuse him all you want. I have nothing for, against Maynard. I love the man. No, I, but I am literally quoting the man. I get you. it. I I'm not saying no. I'm just saying maybe don't do shows live. Fuck that. I want to see him live, dude. And if have if you it, seen him live? Yeah, once. And if was it he, worth it? Yeah, it was great. And I disagree. Point, what's that? It was back in 2000. It was the Enema tour. <clears throat> yeah. And, and that was way and, before 2005. Well, whatever it was. Well, I, yeah, but they were still touring for, well, no, 10,000 years. Came that out. was 96. You saw them during the uh, 10,000 days tour. Yeah, I, I did. You're right. But they did more enema than 10,000 days. Which, say, Frank, right. think about this. That tour you saw him on, 10,000 Days Tour, 2006, May 2006, I got it on my birthday, was the last album they put out. I know. That's why I'm so geeked about this. <clears throat> Which is why I'm saying, I'll see. Alcoholic dude, Father, we'll see if we go to the ball game. What was cool is we'll see. I've been following, dude, I'm telling you, I've been fo- they, they finally finished the, the drum track to it. Frank, It'll be out I've been following them. By September, it's, it's going to come out. They already have a name for it. In, hold on, let me list the years they said they released the album. I know, I've been following it too, Phoenix. I know, <laughs> but let me just break it down for anyone who isn't. So Tool, last album, 2006, 10,000 Days. Great album. People, It's very underrated. I love that fucking album. It's supposed to be listened from front to back, and it's so deep, it's insane. And it's so deep, I would say front to back and then so, because if you combine two of their songs, three of their songs... Overlay, play one back to back, and then overlay the third song. The third song equals the exact time measure of the first song and second song. So yeah, the, right. technically, there's Wings from Marie Part Three, which mm-hmm. combines two songs in the one, and the the vocals overlap. It's fucking amazing. He did more than that in in that album as well. He yes. did another uh, two songs to where the. Uh, he did a 3-3 three, three and changed to a 3-4 and then went back to a 3-3 three, three somehow. And if you combine the two songs, the first one goes 3-4, three, 3-3, four, three, 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 four, and somehow it it's the same song. I don't know. It's crazy. So I get why they take so long to release an album. That's my point. But like, it's not worth it at that point. There is what? a cutoff point. Why? Because 13 fucking years is why. Or what are we at now? 16? How fucking? 2006, 2019. 13 years. Dude, they were burned out. They had to do something else. He he did the They're burned out because of that bullshit. Just release some fucking songs. Well, if they're not going to be good enough, then why bother is the way they look. I'm saying there's a difference between good music, which I want to hear, and meticulously... They do this exact like like uh, lateralis where it's it's the the songs the album itself follows the lateralis curve. I don't. They need that. The fans don't need that, and I get why they didn't. I'm not saying they don't need to release music. Do your own thing. They're their own band. They're fucking trillionaires at this point. They they can do whatever they want. I'm just saying. Thirteen years, I start to go. Okay, they're not a band anymore. That's yeah, all I'm the- saying. Dude, they're touring without a fucking album right now. 
Yeah. They're touring without a new album. They've been on tour for two years now. They just played a live show two weeks ago. That's where that song's from. That's the first time they ever played it was two weeks ago. Yeah. Again, it's a it's a mixed... Uh... Why are they touring, Phoenix? Because they want money. No, because a new album's coming out. They've been touring for fucking years, for 13 fucking years without an album. No one tell me it's for the album. No, no, they haven't toured in like 10 years before this tour. It's been way closer to 10 years. Okay, probably, but my point <laughs> it's been, being it's been is, a year it's or two. huge gap in between them touring, dude, because he's been doing Perfect Circle and growing wine. Yeah, and the wine is good, and I love Perfect Circle. I know you don't, but that Perfect Circle album is so good for me. I don't need a new Tool album at this point. That's how tired I am of waiting. Are not even close. See, that I you don't agree, and I, I'm fine with that. I'm not going to argue with that. The I think a new is the music you want from Tool that doesn't isn't meticulously, you know, made and, and exactly. That, well, that, what are you complaining about? I'm complaining about Tool. I'm not complaining about Maynard. I think Tool is just like dragging yeah, their heels and trying to make it way too perfect for what? Tool is a collaboration of Maynard, the guitarist. Well, basically them too, and then the, uh, the 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 bassist and the drum, they, they whatever, they just exist. They have nothing to do with the creative force of that band. But the guitarist and Maynard are the two creative forces of Tool. And if they don't jive, then what's the point? And the and and the guitarist for Tool, he went off and did two other projects, not as popular as Perfect Circle was, but nobody knows his fucking name. And that's the problem with bands. You only know that the front man, that's it. Yep. Well, you know, most of the time the front man is not the creative force behind the band. Yeah, depends on the band. Um, like, you know, Mike, Mike Shinoda was the creative force of Linkin Park, not Chester. Chester just could sing. Yeah, you know. Well, it's Jerry Cantrell, Allison Chains. That was his band. Yes, he was the creative and force of that band. Lane Staley was a singer, and then he died, and he, he went... Oh, uh, I just can't keep going because I wrote the fucking songs. <laughs> we're just gonna keep going, and yeah. you know, it, it's just like, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm trying to think of some other ACDC, ACDC. Uh, they, I can't stand ACDC. I can't either. But they replaced their singer with someone who sounds exactly like him, and it didn't fucking matter because no, he was not writing the songs. They still had Angus Young there. Exactly. That's that's exactly what you're saying, Frank. Yeah, I get the, it. The, the singer the, wasn't the main person. I mean, all they needed to do is find some really like three pack a day smoking Scotsman, and they got it. Yeah, like that's oh god, I hate it. Like, <laughs> when I hear ACDC in the radio, I go nope, and I tap my little uh, thing in my car that plays my boring he's, podcast. He's a good guitarist. I'll I'll give him that. He comes up with some really cool riffs. But fucking Hell bell! Oh dude. Dude, do you have a demon cat inside you? <laughs> How can you talk after this? <laughs> it's brutal. So the Death Ship episode was <laughs> We're still can't talk about this episode, and this is the second time we're doing this. Yeah. Um uh, it starts off, what I was laughing in the beginning, and I was telling you, like, little hand signals, is 
he's talking about 1997, which they're talking about like the distant future, and I'm like, 22 years ago. Yeah, 20, not, <laughs> in 1997, and I'm like, wow, that was so long ago. They're so far off. You know what, Frank? Though it's a it's a it's the setup episode. I can't see my own camera, so let me know. This episode, I don't know if you know this or not, is the genesis of one of my favorite shows. They took this premise and they went, okay, we're going to create a new show on this. I don't know if you know this or not. Technically, a show is a spinoff of this of this uh, show. Are you talking about... Um, um, do, 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 do. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, is that Herbie? Or? No, this is post-Herbie. This is Lost in Space. Yeah, but do you know that they use, you know, Twilight Zone uses that. They uh, don't use this so, one. They use her, they use the uh, one from uh, Forbidden Planet. Yeah. Which he actually fights in an episode of Lost in Space in the first season. No kidding. He does. It's very awkward. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite shows, my, my favorite shows growing up were 60 shows. And that were Twilight Zone, Lost in Space, and Thunderbirds. And it's three oh, very different shows. <laughs> and then he's got little rollers on him. But the... Uh, so what's that? He is so cute. He's cute. He's he's in black and white, which is fucking badass. It is badass. He has little coils here. They extend out his hand and take the plastic off because otherwise his arms go. So he's that's not the robot in Whipples? No. W- which one is it then? There's a button here. I never realized there's a button here. There's a green button on the side of him. I don't know what the fuck it does. I'm sure he talks. I don't want to put batteries in the son bitch because I don't want to hear him because they go danger, danger. And that's all he'll do. Danger, Mister Ro- Mister Robinson. Yeah. So oh, he spins. I never played with this thing. I set it on my fridge and it's been there for two years or five <laughs> years, whatever how long it's been. But I can't believe you took it out of the box. It didn't come in a box. I don't. I, I don't care about boxes and shit. I don't care. I do. Everything I get, if it's in a box, I leave it in a box. But look at this. Pure black and white majesty right here. Look at this son bitch. Black and white. Green button. Yeah, yeah, that's supposed to do something. And I've never seen it because I don't look at the back of him because he's sitting on my fridge like this. He's around and he makes like, he's got like... Danger, <laughs> danger. He's the first snarky robot you'll ever see in a show or movie or anything. He's so sarcastic, I didn't realize it. I'm re-watching it again, like recently. And I'm like, oh, he's like a dick. It's amazing. <laughs> what a dick robot. <laughs> yeah. He, he, uh, Way to of... crash the road. <laughs> Way to crash there, Mr. Roberts. <laughs> he's so sarcastic. I love him. But this episode he... is like, <laughs> I, I guess it's just like a, in a nutshell, because we're not going to discuss this episode in length. Let's I be honest. Say, dude. What's to say in a nutshell? Speaking of Allison Chains, that's one of their songs, Nutshell. It's my favorite song ever, actually. They, it's a good song. Uh, I think it's the best song ever made. I don't. The number one best my, song. My favorite ever. song by them is on that same album, though. Another, probably another great song, but I still say Nutshell is the greatest song that it's ever made, period. Oh, oh, do you? That's right. Move over, Stairway to Heaven. You know, uh, Alice in Change didn't rip this song off. <laughs> no. They didn't. Stairway to Heaven was a ripoff too, so you're fine. Stairway to Heaven is a ripoff, and in, in its first rate, they, they got to pay the uh, family of the guy they ripped off royalties. <laughs> 
You gotta turn it up. It's it's low at first, and it picks up. Listen to the nutshell is what so, we're trying to say. Huh? Listen to the nutshell is what we're trying to say. That's such a great song. God damn it. I like this song better. I like this song too, but it's not very much. This is my favorite. What do you say? I said in Rooster's a great song too. Yeah. But I like this one. I like the simple. Love that fucking song. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, they never play it on the radio. Allison Chains Unplugged is great. 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 I mean, it, it. I think it's better than Nirvana Unplugged, personally, but I still love Nirvana Unplugged. I don't agree. I love Allison Chains way more than Nirvana, but I That's think what... Al, Allison Chains Unplugged wasn't as solid as Nirvana's was. Literally, I think Nirvana's Unplugged is like better than anything they've ever done in the studio. Yeah. Period. They, they, Kurt was on fucking Q in that. He was sober for once. <laughs> He's on fucking Q. And, and just like his voice, especially during uh, the last song. I mean, uh, and literally like three quarters of the songs weren't even his songs. No. He was doing covers of other songs. Meat people... Puppets and then that last song. Uh, what's the, what, the fuck is that, baby? Uh, what the fuck is that last song he did? Um, it's like a fucking full kit. What the hell's the name of it? Uh, where did you sleep last night? Where did you sleep yeah. last night? Yeah, I, I can play that entire album. By the way, he he kills that, and he does a David Bowie cover, and what else is on that? 
Yeah, I mean, I like literally, I can play the entire fucking album on on my acoustic from front to back. Yeah, but I think it's, they're. It's one of two albums I ever actually attempted to do that and succeeded. The other one was uh, the first Rage Against the Machine <laughs> album. That was a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, Rage Against the Machine is a lot easier. <laughs> <to play>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, power chords are easy. Yeah. <laughs> drop, drop D and go for it. Not but, that Nirvana is that complicated, but Raging yeah, Machine is just distorted power chords. That's it. Yeah. And it's drop D too, so you just need one finger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got that. He's got that thing on. What's that called? The slide. The slide. Yeah, Tom Morello just has a slide. And... No, he doesn't actually. For that, I thought he did for that album. That... I've seen him play like the complicated shit, and he doesn't have it. But I thought he did for that album. No, no, he's never used a slide. No, oh, he actually does that with his finger. I'll trust that with you. I just thought watch, he did. Watch it live. No, watch it live from, no, no. I think, uh, 96 Woodstock, was it? Yeah. Yeah, he played it uh, 94. Live Woodstock was 94 and 99. You know that, that solo that he does? It's him using a wah-wah pedal, high distortion, and, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he, he's, it's just very high notes. You know what my it, favorite Nirvana song is? It's all about the pedal that he uses. What? What's up? What happened? I'm sorry. It's it's punk, new wave, and alternative all in one. Yeah, well, that's it was it's classic Seattle fucking grunge man. Yeah, I mean, it's got that, that. That's old. That's older on right there. That's ninety one. That's off the their big album. It's my favorite listening. song over the big hits. <laughs> Isn't that lithium? Is it off the lithium? Lithium's a song, but it's on the same album as lithium. Yeah, that's right. Never mind. Right. Uh, yeah. What was it? Is it never mind? With a naked baby. If you want to see baby penis, go ahead and buy Nevermind. That's right. No, um, yeah, because I was saying you're not a real Nirvana fan unless you have a CD with the baby penis. Because you can't get it now. There's no baby penis. Oh, really? They They re-released it in like 2004. You really think in 2019 you'd be able to buy a CD with a baby penis on it? Come on now. It's interesting, yeah. Like I was mentioning, 2004 or so they re-released it where they had like the double and it was like uh, had that cardboard cover, and it was like hardcover with a booklet inside. You know those ones, the CDs yeah. with a hardcover, and then inside is the booklet, and then on the other mm-hmm. flap is the CD. Yep, yep. And uh, they re-released a bunch of albums that year, especially Sub Pop, and uh, they released that, and that they had the Baby Penis, and I haven't seen any really re-releases at all because it's 2019. There's no CDs anywhere. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to go. No. 
I went to Best Buy today to look for Ghostbusters 35th anniversary because it just came out on Steelbook. Nope. I have to drive 114 miles if I want to buy it. It's probably Walmart, right? Doesn't Walmart have it? I'm going to look into that next. But today I was like, and I'm done. Walmart totally redesigned their entire electronics department now. It looks like a fucking Apple store when you walk in. I fucking hate going in there because they have some uh, Cox representatives, like Cox Cable, out here. And they stand in front of it. So if you walk by them, they go, hey, who you got for you? And I'm like, fuck you. And I have to feel like <laughs> a dick. And I totally like blast them. Like, I don't want to talk to you. No, thank you. Get away from me. I have place. you. I have you already. And they're like, but did you upgrade? And I'm like, fucking shut up. You have my money. And I feel like a dick because I have to tell like a 19-year-old girl to go fuck herself, but I totally do. <laughs> yeah, Comcast does not do that here. It's they fucking weird. They just started doing it. So there's two sections of Walmart I totally avoid. There's an entrance where they also have a Cox representative where they stop you on the way out. And I'm like, and then on the way out, outside the doors, they have like some sort of like Habitat for Humanity bullshit. And they're like, hey, guy. And I'm like, fucking Christ, I hate going to Walmart now because I can't go 12 seconds without feeling like an asshole, but I just want to be left the fuck alone by my groceries. Why is that so much to ask? Yeah, I mean, like... <sighs> I, like get, I get angry. It doesn't happen here. I get, I, I get real angry. Yeah, it doesn't I, happen. I'm the kind of guy where if I'm leaving Walmart and they ask for my receipt, I go, oh, no, thank you. And I keep walking because <laughs> they don't have the right to ask me for that. They do not yeah, have the right to ask you for that. Let me check uh, how many items you have here. I go, are you suggesting I stole this? And they go, no. I go, okay, then I'm walking out the door. And they go, but you have to show me the receipt. I'm like, I'm showing the receipt because you're suggesting I stole it, right? And they go, no, because they can't legally say that because then they have to prove it. And I go, so mm-hmm. I'm going to walk out the door. And they're like, but, and I go, no, there's no but. You're suggesting I stole this or you're asking for a receipt. And no, you're no. asking for a receipt, I should say. Yeah. Like, no, no, that's okay. You can get out of my way now. <laughs> yeah, and I and I keep walking. And they go, eh. and they're getting eight dollars an hour, and they do that math in their head. It's like a big equation. And they're like, oh, I don't give a shit, and they wave yeah, me on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have their little yellow fucking vest on, like they're the hall monitor, and they're like, yeah. Keep it's going. like, like I just bought this shit. Like it was literally two sec, like twenty seconds ago. I just paid for this, and now I'm walking out, and now you're harassing me. Get out of my face. Like, oh yeah, you're right. I had enough time. To slip the shit that I stole into the bags in front of the bitch that I was paying for. Be- Come on, get out of my face. No, and th- there's a point where if I already pay for my shit and I'm walking out the door, Fry's Electronics out here does this. For anybody in Phoenix knows what I'm talking about. Fry's is a big store. They have It's like owned by Kroger. So it's like Kroger. Mm-hmm. They have a, a grocery store. They also have like two electronic stores called Fry's Electronics. And it's like a big... Better than Best Buy because they have like better deals on shit. If you go in there, you buy something. It's like it's like built like an Egyptian. They have a bunch of Egyptian sculptures and shit everywhere. It's like built up. It's fucking cool looking. But if you buy something in their long ass checkout lines and you walk out, they have their receipt checker. And I will just walk on past that person, no matter who I'm with. I don't give a shit. And I'm like, got my receipt. I bought it. It's legally mine at this point. And I keep walking. And they go, sir? And I go, what? And they're like, receipt? I go, yep. And I keep walking. And they're like, no, no, you got to stop. And I go, are you holding me hostage? Because at this point, this is legally mine. You have no reason to stop me. And I do this. And I, I feel no guilt in this. And it's not that person's fault. I'm not addicted to them. But I'm like, 
At this point, you're hold you're keeping me hostage. Like not to go too extreme, but you can't stop me at this point. I can walk the fuck out of here legally. You have nothing on me. I bought this. Your policy can go to fucking hell. I'm trying to leave your building. I didn't shoplift. If I didn't commit a crime in there, me walking out of here does not infringe on your rights. Right? Right. So I walk the fuck out of there every time, and I've never gotten in trouble for it. Because fuck those people. Not the person sitting there, but fuck that company and, and fuck their receipt yeah. policy. Fuck you. It's like I feel bad that the 85-year-old guy that I, I guess you know, <laughs> needs to do this because he can't pay the bills. I'm not, his, I'm his not mean to him. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I'm sorry that you have this job and shit didn't work out for you, but uh, yeah, I, this is annoying. I'm always nice to the person there. I'm being a little more extreme than I really am in person. I go, oh, no, thank you. And I keep walking. And they're like, but you got it. And I'm like, no, I don't. There's nothing <laughs> legally that keeps you from, that, that says you can hold me that says I have to approve a receipt. There's nothing legally that you can do that with. Because at that point, it's mine. It's not yours. I didn't take it le- illegally. You have to prove that I stole it, actually. It's the opposite of what they're trying to convey at the door. They have to legally say you stole that. They have to have proof. Either someone visually seeing you take it or camera guy loss prevention seeing you take it. It's illegally. And I worked in retail for a long time. And they, they don't do that right in broad daylight either. No. They, they, they ask you to come back here for a second. Yeah, they'll, they'll hey, you mind stepping back here? And they'll call the loss prevention or if they have cops on site, they'll do that. Exactly. But they do that only if they have 100% proof that you took it. Because if they, they don't, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. They record a video of you stealing and you leaving, trying to leave with with something in your pocket. And they have video of it. They record it. They call the cops. And the cops are already on their way as they ask you to come back here yeah. and talk to them. And you can either pay for it with $100 on top of it or... You're getting arrested. That's how it works in Chopper, anyway. Or according to you, porn, you blow the guy. Yeah. That, those are your options. Yep. It's yep. a porn subcategory. You'll find it. You'll find it mm-hmm. later and be real excited. <laughs> but mm-hmm. point mm-hmm. is, I keep fucking walking. I do not stop. I hold up my receipt and I go, hey, you got it. There you go. Sometimes I don't even do that. I just go, I'm nice. Again, I'm not a dick. I'm just like, no, I'm good, man. Thanks. And they go, what? And I act like they're the Cox representatives trying to sell me something because it's it's a fucking line of bullshit at the, at the on the way out. I get why they're trying to pretend like they they care if you have a receipt. If you have a a, a case of water below your cart, they stop you every time. And I go, no, and I keep walking. Um, yeah, I mean, like, look, I go to Walmart at like three or like I'm going to go to Walmart right after we're done here because I need a, a protective case for my watch because you know. I buy one, and the first day I put it on, I wind up shattering the damn thing, which I guess you know is, is what I want it to do. Yeah. So my watch doesn't shatter, but now I got to go back to Walmart and get another one. So, you know, I'm going to do that um, right as we're done here. But uh, but yeah. So, um, but there's there's never anybody there to check anything. Is there never anybody there? Period. That's why I go there at four in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because it's all make believe. It's all make believe. Pretend like they have. It's it's like there to deter crime, but really all they're doing is harassing people who bought stuff on the way out. Well, what they're really doing is 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 creating a job for some old guy, really, because they don't really need to exist. If they they're, checked receipts on the way out of the of the lines, the checkout lines, and the self checkout, if they had someone sitting there going, "You didn't scan that," that actually cared and could follow it with with the workload they had. They wouldn't need that person so much. They still have to sell someone like stop 
crime from someone walking out with a big screen TV. I get it, but yeah, sure. But when you're when you're stopping me, when you just saw me leave the self checkout lane, and I walk six feet up, and you go receipt, and I go, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not. Fuck you. I'm not doing it. No, nothing against the person. It's the company. Fuck you. I'm not stopping. What's funny is in like five to six years from now, there will not be regular checkouts anymore. They'll be all self checkouts. I haven't visited a cashier in years. Yeah, well, they're cutting all the cashiers out so they can fire them all and only have like three manning like 30 different. <laughs> because, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, that's what they're doing. I just know this for a fact because I'm wiring them all. Yeah. They're, they're going away and it's a pointless job. If you're a cashier at a grocery store, start looking for another job because you, you they're, they're literally replacing you with robots. Sorry. They know it. So Twilight Zone. Um. Um, so they see their dead bodies. They go, no, I won't believe it. Then they they blast off. Then they come back down. Oh, first they, they uh, have a weird dream sequence where they see their loved ones. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, what was that? <laughs> they see their loved ones. One guy envisions being hounded by like the most annoying man in history going, hey, how's it going? How's it going? Where you been? How's it going? Where's your wife? Where's your kids? Uh, uh, uh. And he keeps following him around, asking him question after question. I'm like, back the fuck off, dude. Back the fuck off. He's the receipt checker. I'm like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> He's asking him so many questions. I'm like, what the fuck? I don't know what I'm doing here either. And he like, goes to visit his family. but I don't think he ever sees him, right? The first guy. Second guy goes to visit his family. He sees his wife and his kids walk in and some bullshit. And then uh, Klugman violates his dream sequence by being like, hey, wake up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> because he just, he ain't having it. He is not having it at all. He's the only, only one of the three that doesn't have a dream sequence attached. Yeah, no. So then they take off. And I expected him to crash. Especially when the guy jumped him and said, no, we're not going down. Yeah. But no, they catch it. I'm like, okay, so they're still not dead. So he takes off, and I'm thinking to myself, how much propellant does this guy have? They have a lot. Apparently, in this little saucer with these, the the funniest-looking seats I've ever seen. I want one of those chairs. They have, like, little chairs that they lay in, and it's, like, engraved, like, has an engrave of a person's body, like, has the arms stretched out and then the head, and it's like a jelly that they lay in. (laughs) Like, what the hell is this thing? It's so comfortable. Like a form-fitted chair. It's it, just like, yeah. And, and I love the seatbelts. Because <laughs> they're so not tight. Yeah, it's... Uh, and that's it. That's it. That's but you're, you're forgetting the Star Trek quality of the stunts, which is camera shakes. Whoa! Like a SNL skit, <laughs> going back and forth. Klugman really sold it though. Klugman was, was trying. Everyone else is like overacting. Yeah, yeah. You can really tell the good actor with with with, with the fake woes. The yeah. other two actors, the one actor, the psychopath guy, Mason, I think his name was, is trying to do something. The other guy's like goofy as fuck, and he's like, Ooh. he's the guy that pulls a gun, ironically. Which he seemed like he could be Mason, but I think it's Carter. It was the guy that pulled the gun. I remember the names right. The uh, the blonde hair guy. Yeah, he's the one that pulls a gun, but he's going like a like crazy overacting face, and Klugman's like, "We are crashing this spaceship." 
<gasps> bracing for land. And he's like, he's in a different level. You can tell in that one screenshot. Frank showed me uh, the screenshot number eight on IMDb. TV. You see the different <laughs> levels of commitment to the bit. And Klugman yeah. is fucking there. And the guy on the right is just like, <laughs> he might as well be doing those. And, and the other guy's just ducking. <laughs> Yeah, the other guy, I, I love how he would go, no, this and that. And then Klugman would say something. He goes, all right, you're right. <laughs> he pulls, Carter pulls a gun on everybody. That, like, we're not landing again. We're not doing that. And they talk him out of it by going, and Klugman was, goes, put it away. And the other guy goes, he's right, Mike. Put it away. And he goes, all right. And puts the gun away. I'm like, really? That's it? Come on, Carter, you weak little fuck. I know it was like commit, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna pull a gun out, fucking use it, or or threaten. Klugman was the only one fully committed the entire time, even when he landed the second time. And hey, guess what? There's still the crashed uh, 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 spaceship with your bodies in it. It's still there, amazingly enough. So let's try this again until what? You kill yourselves until you become them. So now there will be two of yous. Two crashed ships next to each other? Is that what you guys want? Or did they crash and now they're just ghosts doing this? I don't, it, was that what, what I was supposed to believe? It's so noncommittal that it doesn't I, matter. I don't, I don't, because that's the only other thing I can come up with that this, that this episode even conveyed in the slightest. Well, and go, go ahead and did, play the outro right now. Okay. All right. Because this will let you know. Okay. Um, do, 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 do will not see anything he does not choose to see, including his own death. So there a man of such indomitable will he, that even the two dead. men beneath his two words are not allowed to see the truth. What? Two words what? Flying Dutchman. Where'd it go? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which truth is that they are no longer among the living, that the movements they make and the words they speak have all been made and spoken countless times before. And will be made and spoken countless times again, perhaps even unto eternity. Picture of a latter-day flying Dutchman sailing into the twilight zone. Okay. So, right there. He, his outro spoils the episode. His outro said it all. His outro says too much. His outro literally told you what the... What episode the should have. Yeah. Because the episode didn't... Con- the episode sort of conveyed it to me, but didn't convince me of it. Uh, Rod needed to convince me of it for me to know that that's what they were going for. Okay, fair enough. It did, but I, I like the ambiguity of the episode until Rod comes in and goes, they're dead. They're all dead. <laughs> I'm like, hey, I can skip six seasons of Lost and just watch this episode instead. I know, right? Skip skip Lost and watch this and go, there you go. You get the, you get the fulfillment of six seasons of fucking TV show. <laughs> Because I don't like his outro. It ruined the episode for me. And I go, oh, there you go. He's like, oh, by the way, they're dead. Flying Dutchman, bye. In case you didn't catch it. Come on. I didn't write this. They're dead. Oh, I like being like, I think that's what they're going for. I like the ambiguity. Because then Rod's. Are are they dead or not? Yeah. They don't answer it. Because I don't want to know. And Rod's like. By the way, dildos are fucking dead. Bye bye. <laughs> like, come on, Rod. <laughs> In case there was any doubt, yeah, 
uh, just smash that, you know, conversation to bits right oh, now. Smash this fucking peanut butter turd in your hair. Good luck cutting that shit out. There's there's such a better episode coming next week. And through the offices of a fine writer named Earl Hamner Jr., yeah. we peruse a little Fly witchcraft by. and bring you a story called Jess Bell. Yay. No. No and no. You lied, then he lied. It's no. So good. No. It's, so good. it's terrible. What are you talking about? Don't you know you can't kill a witch? <laughs> Everything you say sounds terrible. So good. So this episode of 8.0, next week's Jess Bell that Frank is fucking gushing over and, and spraying his little spermies over is 7.4. <laughs> No, how did this get an 8.0? How did this get an 8.0? I don't know, but how did Jess Bell get a 7.4? Because it's, it should have got an 8.0. <laughs> okay, next week, 8.0. It's like you're, you open up a company called Wrong Inc. And you open up in the wrong building on the on wrong boulevard. And you're just like, hey, I'm going to find my taxes here. Oh, I did them wrong? What a surprise. And you're getting arrested and going to the wrong prison. It's so fucking wrong. <laughs> it's so wrong. It's so goddamn wrong. That episode's terrible. <laughs> On that one. Terrible. No. No. It's it's so bad, and I I am so not looking forward to next week. It's it's so bad. I hate this episode. I've always hated it. I remember as a kid, I watched it and I go, "What the fuck is that? <laughs> like, like why are they doing these extreme accents?" Jazz Bale. <laughs> like, God, shut the fuck up. You fucking Southern deep fried dildo. God damn, shut up. <laughs> and witches, fuck witches. I kill we. When I see the word Appalachian in the IMDb title, I go, oh, no. Oh, when no. When I see Earl Hamner Jr., I go, oh, here we go with this bullshit. Either it's going to be so insane that I just go, what the was that? Or it's so Southern fried, I go, this is, oh. I like the hunt. Bewitching pool. I say no more. I like the hunt. And that was, it was okay until the dumb, even a, a dog can't fool the devil. <laughs> All the way around. <laughs> you think the dog's trying to fool the devil in that one? <laughs> no, but that's what the guy for heaven said. And then he He's like, what about my wife? Oh, she'll be along real soon. <laughs> she'll be here. She fucking died of syphilis. She did so many men after you died. She'll be right along. Don't worry. <laughs> Go on in there. Hopefully she brings a dog with her. Nothing saying the devil is the master of tricks. In which case he could be like, yeah, it's heaven. Get on in there. Your wife will be along soon. He'll rot. He'll burn. Like As soon as he gets in there. <laughs> of course, hell allows dogs in. Like, it doesn't. We don't have definitive proof. Rod going. That was heaven. That was hell. They've been dead all along. Like that sort of shit. <laughs> so the guy might be in hell. We don't know. 
I would rather go the first one. Hell? Yeah. Wouldn't that be great if he's like, my dog, my wife will be here? Oh, I'll be right back. And then we see him walk to hell alone. (laughs) Go in there. (laughs) Is my wife coming here? No, okay, cool. I'll be in here. See you, dog. Have fun. (laughs) Don't worry. She'll be right along for you. (laughs) So that means in this world of the hunt, if your dog pulls a full Stephen King Cujo and bites kids in the neck and kills them, He's still going to heaven because there is no dog that goes to hell. Despite the fact that there's several movies about all dogs going to heaven and then they go to hell. I was going to say, don't all dogs go to heaven? Yes, but in the first movie, they go to hell first. Well, that's because they're not saved. Exactly. So a Cujo dog were to go to hell, but in this world, they can't. So they're all going to heaven then. Or there's some sort of weird limbo walking around the backwoods Appalachian Trail where they're all like rabid dogs attacking children and ghosts trying to find the way to heaven. And, and by the way, it's not like the dog was acting all sorts of whatever during that episode. It's literally the devil said, oh, he's not allowed in here. Well, the dog is kind of like, uh, uh. That's it. That's as far as the dog went. Yeah, the dog wasn't going, no, 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 no. It was literally the guy at the gate goes, yeah, we don't let the mutt in here, only you. Oh, this if Rip can't go in there, I'm not going in there. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, what cartoon character is that? He sounded like. I don't know. That was as close as I get to that old guy. Deputy dog or something. (laughs) One of those type things. (laughs) Yeah, it's. It's a fucking Earl Hamner Jr. can go to. He's already in hell. He's dead. He he definitely was having like a real debate. Like which one do I go to? Which one do I go? He wrote Bewitching Pool. We all know where he went. Oh, I killed the TZ. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go here. And Rod's guarding the gate, going, "We allow dogs in here, but you go fuck yourself, sir. I'm sorry." Jess Bell, Jess of Hell, more like it. I can't wait. No, Jess, don't tell me Jess Bell. Jess Bell. Oh my goodness! All right, I'm gonna have fun watching it on Blu-ray. Thanks. I would say this: the Blu-ray. I really, really noticed the sweat beads in his head in this episode. It's like, wow, you can really see each each bead of sweat. Each bead of Vaseline. You can you can really see him trailing on the forehead. <laughs> <sighs> Let's get out of here, Frank. Any last uh, way off topic radio thoughts? Nope. Any plugs for that? Oh, way off topic radio. Reddragonsradio.com. Yay. And Twitter? No. Oh, uh, at way off topic radio, drop the A because Twitter gets up my balls. LAWCDs.com. And the rest is in the notes. Blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Uh, until next time, in the meantime, I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank from the Timelinks. Squeezy, squeezy. So long, citizens. Are you Jezebel? No, Jess. Tell me no. We don't like dogs in here. We don't like those dogs. Thank <laughs> you.